Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Health IQ. They use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. So to see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash HWS. Again, that's healthiq.com slash HWS. So big thanks to Health IQ for coming on board and supporting the podcast. So on today's episode, I am joined by Nick Wolney and we are talking about Facebook ads. These are the things that a lot of people in healthcare are not that good at because we don't go to school for it. So who is Nick? Nick Wolney helps small business owners and online entrepreneurs leverage Facebook advertising, Facebook Live, and content marketing to attract more clients and make more revenue. His passion for the health industry comes from a personal transformation, having lost 105 pounds and keeping it off for 14 years. Nick has been featured with Success Magazine, Yahoo, Lead Pages, The Houston Chronicle, Ramit Sethi's I Will Teach You to Be Rich, and Vice. He studied classical music at Rice University. So today we are talking about Facebook ads. Nick literally will walk you step by step how to make an ad. So if you're listening to this, you might want to listen to it with your Facebook page open and you can go through and create your first ad when you're done. It's going to be that easy. Now, what Nick also did is he has a free gift for everyone, the Quick Start Facebook Ad Setup Guide for Small Business Owners and Service Providers. This will be over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. In the show notes for this page, it has screenshots. It walks you through everything we talk about in this episode. So a huge thanks to Nick Walney for sharing all of his knowledge to everyone. And I will say, I did this. I created a couple ads by myself, and they were quite successful. So a big thanks to Nick. And thank you to you for tuning in and listening to the podcast today. And please enjoy. Hey, Nick, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me. And I may I say... I'm super excited to be uh, talking to one of the Updoc Media 40 PT influencers of 2017. Oh, that's me. That's right. Dang. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Celebrity, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was quite, it's, it's quite an honor. So I'm very thankful and grateful for that. Now, before we get into our topic today, which is you know, talking about paid traffic on Facebook and how we can use that to grow our businesses. I just want to let the listeners get a little bit more about you. So can you kind of fill in the blanks a little bit of why we should be listening to you telling us how to use Facebook to make more money? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing I want you to know about me is uh, I've lost 105 pounds and I've, uh, I've kept it off for almost 15 years now. Um, so that's not why you should listen to me about Facebook ads, but I think that, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's the reason that I 
I love health and fitness and I love being in and around the health and wellness industry. Just having had a personal health transformation, um, it's just become such a huge part of my life. I actually went to music school. Uh, <laughs> so the complete opposite of what's happening now. Um, but developing a, a pension and a love for business and being able to meld that with fitness, it's really cool to help people who are passionate about health and wellness um, get their message out in front of more people. So I do that in a, in a, in a marketing and an operations capacity. Um, the people who are crazy enough to, you know, start a private practice or start a gym or something like that. Um, they're so passionate. They're so driven. They're so excited. Um, that being, I always like to say that I like to be the guy that is behind the scenes, pulling the curtain up for you to shine. Um, that's really my role so that you, the, the entrepreneur, or the business owner can focus on what you love. Yeah. And I think that's a great place to be because I can say personally that I know I need a lot of help in that area. And I'm sure that a lot of the listeners, whether they're physical therapists or, or health and fitness entrepreneurs, like we didn't go to school for this stuff. You know, as a physical therapist, we go to school, we don't learn business, we don't learn marketing, we don't learn certainly Facebook ads and, and how to get this paid traffic on Facebook to work for your advantage. So having people like you to be there is a big help and, and for, for some maybe a luxury, but I'm glad that you're here to kind of give the, some of this knowledge away to people listening. So let's talk about paid traffic. So first of all, why would someone want to use Facebook ads and paid traffic on Facebook? Well, I, we were talking uh, on the phone a few weeks ago. You know, it's your audience um, is is too smart, too talented, and too passionate to be getting knocked on their butt by a social media platform. You know what I mean? Um, and really, with ads and with paid traffic. Uh, it's, there's, there's a lot of people on Facebook. That's something that's kind of undeniable, right? Um, but what a lot of people experience is, you know, if you're, if you're starting a business page or something like that, you know, might be posting even somewhat regularly and your posts are not getting in front of a whole lot of people, right? So there's a little bit of a disconnect there. It's like, man, you know, like these people are following my page. These people, you know, they want to hear from me and I'm giving them information. And, you know, why is my information not getting in front of the people that like the page, follow the page? Um, and one is that Facebook is increasingly uh, an advertising business, right? So it's a pay-to-play uh, environment. Uh, but beyond that, there's, there's also just so much information now um, in, in your newsfeed, right? You've got so many, everyone's got so many friends now. Everyone's so popular. Uh, and everyone follows so many pages. And everyone is in so many groups. And, you know, so there is, compared to even a few years ago, um, you've just got more information coming at you and Facebook has to filter that in some way that your newsfeed is actually intelligible, right? Um, so uh, creating, creating opportunities for paid traffic uh, as, a, as a business owner, it gives you a chance to get in front of those people that are already interested in what you're up to. Um, we'll get into it uh, a little more um, a little bit later, but you you know, you've got people that are, a lot of people think about advertisement as getting in front of people that have never heard of you before. And what's really cool about um, 
digital marketing is that you can get in front of people that have perhaps heard of you before. Um, you can get in front of the people that follow you on a regular basis. You can get in front of your fanatics, right? There are all these different variations and using technology and using tracking and all this different stuff, you know, you're able to get in front of people that already want to hear from you and just engage them more and more and get them really excited about what you're up to. Um, we were joking right before we started recording that it can feel like, it can feel like with Facebook ads, like Facebook is for friends and family, right? Like let's be, let's be really clear. People have Facebook you know, to be in front of or to be connecting with friends and family. And uh, it can feel like you're, you know, you're out at dinner with a few people, maybe for like a birthday party or something, and you're all, you're all laughing, you know, what's going on. And then some stranger just totally walks up to the table and just starts laughing with you. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like totally not appropriate. It's like, you know, who the heck is this person that's just walking up? And sometimes when we're scrolling through or whatever, you can have a sponsored post come up and it just, you know what I mean? It feels like yeah, totally like... It just feels unnatural, kind of throws, throws it off, right? Because you're like, who is this person? And why are they always in my Facebook feed? Yep. It's annoying. Yeah. So you have that and you have, um, you know, granted, sometimes it's, uh, it's something, it's someone that you follow on a regular basis, right? And you don't even notice until later. You're like, oh man, like that says sponsored. I didn't even realize that. You know, that's an example of a really good use of uh, Facebook advertising, right? And then you've got um, people who you've never heard of before that are just announcing to you all your, all the pains that you have in your life, right? Like, oh, don't you wish you could resolve this, you know? Um, or you have another example is you have, uh, like, let's say you were browsing for something on, um, uh, you were shopping on a website, right? And that like, you were, we were just talking about. Yeah. Like shopping, shopping on from- Amazon or something, <laughs> or, or I was talking about, I was looking for like a, um, a stand for my road podcaster. So I was on Amazon and I'm B and H. Now I guarantee you when I go onto Facebook, there's going to be ads that quickly for a road podcaster stand. I just know yeah. it or something from B and H. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so that's totally, you know, you're like, gosh, stop following me, stop following me. Um, so we'll get into that in a little bit, how you can do that in a not totally uh, stalkerish way. Um, but uh, you can get back in front of people. So again, this is different than, um, this is a different form of advertising and marketing than passing out business cards or um, flyers, putting flyers up on bulletin boards or, you know, being on, you know, something like that where you're not really able to track the ROI as much. You can actually track the return on investment. You can see what is working and what is not working and you can stop doing what's not working and do more of what is working. So, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And now let's talk about, so we were sort of talking about paid traffic in the form of Facebook ads. Let's say you're like, oh, Facebook ads, they look so difficult. I don't even want to do it. I'm just going to boost this post. And so I have heard, don't boost posts, it's a waste of money. Then I've heard, well, you can maybe boost a post if you have it in front of the right audience. So what do we do in that in that respect. So if we don't want to go full on Facebook ads, because maybe it looks too complicated, we don't know what a pixel is, we don't know how to do any of this stuff. And it's so easy to just press that button. Well, it depends on uh, what you want to achieve with your ad, right? So commonly with boost post, people will, uh, (laughs) we were joking earlier that it's easy to get real, real optimistic 
uh, to just say like, I'm gonna boost this to everyone in New York City, everyone who speaks English, everyone in North America, right? Um, boosting a post, it is a type of Facebook ad. So if you want to get, if you want to get your, your weekly post in front of more of the people that like your page, that, and that's your, that's your objective. That's your goal is to like to get the word out about something that is a totally appropriate use of a boosted post. Um, what people, where people get tripped up a little bit more is when, um, when you target people that are maybe just anyone that is in a certain uh, a certain mile radius, for example, right? Or uh, the age range uh, the age range starts its preset at eighteen to sixty five plus, and you're like, I'm in I'm in possibility. I'm just going to target everyone, right? Um, on the ad side, it is a little bit more of uh, when you get into the ads manager, it can get a little bit more um, involved, but the, the really big advantage to it is that you can begin to target people um, based on their behavior rather than just necessarily their um, their interest or you know people that like your page. You can get in front of people that haven't heard of you before, but have been behaving in a way that they would probably really be into. Uh, the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast, or you know, Women in PT Summit, you know, all that good stuff that we're going to talk about shortly. Um, and then you can also uh, you can also track that and see um, you know which of these posts did really well and which of these posts you know didn't fly so much, and and adjust as you go. The other really nice thing is that when you're using the Ads Manager, you can um, you can create specific audiences. Uh, for example, you can create an audience uh, that consists of your email subscribers. Um, and then later on, when you go to boost a post, that audience is already saved. So boost, is, boost post is kind of uh, getting, getting something running quickly, right? You know, on the back end, you want to take the time to build that audience, uh, upload your subscriber list. That's a really good first step to take, I think. Uh, and then when you go to boost post, um, you can just get in front of those of those same people and you don't have to go back into the ads manager and get into all that nitty gritty spreadsheet stuff. Got it. Okay. So let's take a moment and talk about this. So um, uploading your subscriber list. Mm. I was at a business meeting in the physical therapy world a couple of weeks ago and like one or two people heard of this and no one ever talks about it. No one ever shares. It seems like this dirty little secret of Facebook ads, which is not really a secret, I'm sure, but most people don't know this is possible. So can you walk us through how, let's say you have MailChimp or whatever, anyone, you know, whether you have MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or Infusionsoft, I don't know much about Infusionsoft, it seems super complicated. But let's say you have something simple like MailChimp. So totally. how would you be able to get your subscriber list uploaded into your Facebook ads manager in order to target these people? And we were talking beforehand and we call them sort of warm audiences, mm -hmm. right? So actually first tell everyone what a warm audience is and then tell them how to upload them to your Facebook. 
Totally. Yeah, we're going to talk through uh, several different uh, warm audiences, uh, warm traffic versus cold traffic. So it's warm traffic is that is people that have been already interacting with you in some way. It can be people that like your Facebook page. It can be uh, people on your email list. It could be people on your customer list, people that have bought from you, right? That that's more in the direction of hot traffic, even right? Like they're they're hot for you because they've you know they've given you money. Um, as opposed to cold traffic, um, along the, it's along the same lines as cold calling, right? You know, these this is these are strangers. Um, they might be predisposed to um, be interested in what you're up to for one reason or another. But generally, where I think where a lot of people get discouraged when they experiment with Facebook advertising is that they are targeting cold traffic, and cold traffic is the hardest sandbox to play in of all of those. These people have never heard of you. It's more of that, you know, stranger interrupting the dinner party kind of vibe, right? It's like, who the heck is this guy? Who, who is this woman, you know, busting in here talking about her podcast? I did not invite her to this table. What is going on? Right? <clears throat> so with the warm audiences, uh, and these are called in Facebook, these are called custom audiences. Uh, you can either, you're either targeting people based on how they have behaved, um, or you just, you have the hard data to back it up. Um, and this is different than uh, an audience that you would target based on an interest, right? Or based on a demographic or a location or something like that. These people have proven that they are behaving in a way that you know they would be a really good fit for your product, program, or service, okay? Okay, I'm gonna answer your question now, I promise. So email subscribers. Um, you don't need to worry too much about which particular platform you're on because on any email platform, you can export your list. You can export it as a CSV file, which stands for comma separated values. It's just an Excel file. It's a type of Excel file. And then in, in Facebook in the ads manager, you can upload that file. Now what Facebook does as much as possible, it's going to map um, your email lists information, right? Their name, their list. Some people have more information, right? Phone number, maybe people have zip code, things like that. And it's going to do its best. Facebook is going to do its best to map that information and find the user that lines up with that email address. It's not usually a hundred percent. Um, it can vary. It can range from 50 to 75% conversion, but that's still pretty good, especially if people have larger lists. Um, Usually you'll need a list that is a thousand people or more for this to be effective. Uh, as you map people, uh, it'll take Facebook a little while to get it ready, maybe 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, but from there, you've got this, now you've got this audience, right? You've got this audience and it's actually your, your, your email subscribers, which is really, really cool. It's a great way. I know you've spoken on the podcast before about balancing those open rates, right? Where it's just like, gosh, like you're pouring your heart out on this content and then you've got this, you know, 9% open rate on your email. It's just like a dagger to the heart. So this is great because you can kind of blend that, uh, that, that choice approach where people get the email and they choose whether to click and open it and find out what the information is. You can complement that 
with uh, a Facebook ad that goes to just the email subscriber list. It could have the same content, and that is rather than rather than you know being in an email format, it's interruptive advertising, right? They're already familiar with you, but then you know you can you can put the image in, you can put video in, and you can say, hey, in the most recent newsletter, we're talking about X, Y, and Z. Click here to read it. And that can just help get the information out for people, right? I think that's a really good use of, you know, if you've got if you've got rock star content, but you've got people not really opening your you know, emails uh, just because of what they've got going on in so life. So demoralizing. Yeah, so it's demoralizing, right? That people don't have time to, you know, uh, uh, keep their act together on their inbox. They've got more than enough time to to browse Facebook. Right. Oh my gosh. Did you know the um, the average the average browse time per day on Facebook? This is Facebook and Instagram combined. Fifty minutes. That's five zero. So they, so they're on. It. I know. They're, they're I on know. It, right. And it's like there's about one billion average monthly users on Facebook alone. Mm-hmm. So think about that. One billion users per month. The next highest. One, I think, is Instagram, but kind of doesn't count because it's owned by Facebook. But mm. for, for comparison, Twitter has about like 300 million. Yeah. To a billion. Like, that's huge. That's how many people are on Facebook on a monthly, on a monthly user basis. Unique, unique user basis. Yeah, it's crazy. Actually, I pulled some numbers for you. It's actually 2 billion. It's 2 uh, billion. 2 billion. That's, Q, that's Q3 2017. That's pretty new. Okay. Yeah, and then daily users is one point three seven billion. Ah, uh, which okay. is still like like monstrous, right? Completely insane. So that's I think that's the allure of all of this is that you know even though it's interruptive advertising and even though it can kind of feel rude and sometimes it's like, oh, why am I being targeted? This does this say something about me or how I'm behaving on the internet? Right? It's there's just so many people and the people that need your help that need your product, program, or service they are, it's, it's a very, very high probability that they're on Facebook and they're looking for you and you're looking for them. And it's right. Just and, and I think it's also important. I love that you brought up kind of talking about getting in front of warmer audiences because you can't target a billion people. Right. You know, you don't even want to target, I don't know, a million people with an ad. You know, I don't think that just doesn't sound right to me. Like, are you going to get a million people? Or are you going to target that many people in a Facebook ad? What's appropriate? I think it's important to, um, to be mindful. You know, a, a call to action that Facebook will also use, you've probably seen this on the boost post call to action, is it will say something along the lines of, Karen, get in front of 9,500 people for just $10, right? And that's really alluring to us as, you know, as, as the business owners. Like, oh my gosh, that's so many people. I would love to get in front of that many people. Um, but rather than, you know, rather than getting in front of 10,000 people and, you know, not even being sure if anyone's even paying attention, what about if you got in front of 1,000 people that you know are already into what you're doing um, or they are friends with uh, someone who's really into what you're doing. Uh, that can be, that's a much more effective use of your time. So it's, um, so it's good to be um, restrained around the number envy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So now we know how to upload our own lists, our own mailing lists onto Facebook to help with our 
ads and better target people who know us and maybe already like us and maybe have already bought from us and are more likely to buy from us again. Mm -hmm. So another, here's another question. When you're doing your Facebook ad, you've got your audience, right? Um, and let's say this is your audience right now is, is the group that you've uploaded. Are you better off using a video or a still picture? That's a great question. Uh, the, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to answer this straight up that I think whenever possible, you should use video. Here's why. One, Facebook has already gone on the record and said they eventually want to be all video. So if you're getting tired of uh, <laughs> scrolling through your newsfeed and seeing video after video after video, then do something to transform that uh, how you feel about that because it's about to be all video, right? Or it's on, it's on its way to becoming all video and videos get more brownie points for the Facebook algorithm. If you do a video, it is more likely to get in front of people or excuse me, it will get in front of a larger percentage of the people that you're trying to get in front of as opposed to an image um, or as opposed to just a straight up status, for example, right? That has no uh, creative on it at all. Um, the other nice thing about video, this actually, this was a great segue into another uh, custom audience. Oh, I was just going to ask but, this question. You beat yeah. me to it. Go ahead. I know what you're going to uh, say. Yes, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Is that, um, uh, you know, underneath a video on Facebook, it'll show the number of views. Those are called video views. That was obvious. Uh, what's less obvious is that um, when you can actually retarget people that have watched a video that you have put up. Um, this is huge. This is really, really valuable. So if uh, all those times that you've watched uh, uh, a montage of cute puppies um, and you've watched it for three seconds or more, then you have actually been captured in that video. You're one of that video's video views. It's possible to uh, have people who watched a certain video or any of your business pages videos become an audience that you can target for future um, Facebook advertising. So an example of this could be, uh, for example, I'm just, I'm just humble bragging on you this whole, uh, this whole podcast. So you've got the Women in PT Summit, amazing summit um, that people uh, still have access to a virtual option for, right? So, so a really great approach could be to just post some video snippets from you know, some of the presentations and things like that. And then you can, um, you can look at how many people are watching, uh, let's say they're watching 25% of the video. Let's say it's a, a, a 10 minute snippet, right? Well, you'd want, you'd want to know if people were really interested in that. Let's say 50%. Let's say that it actually you know, stops people dead in their tracks and they watch five minutes of this video. Um, then you could retarget people that watched half of that video you know, with a little bit more information about uh, you know, uh, the summit's virtual option. And, you know, because clearly that person already behaved, they already demonstrated that they will sit and watch videos of a presentation. Right. So that yeah. is, you know, so that's going to be a great audience to get. Now, how do you do that retargeting? You just run it as another Facebook ad, but you change the audience and under the custom audiences section, um, you can, uh, you can click on, okay, these are the videos. If people have watched these videos, that's who I want to target. And then how much of the video 
um, they watched. So it starts as low as three seconds. That's just to kind of get them captured in that net. But you can also adjust it. You can do 10 seconds. You can also do if people watched 25%, seven, uh, 50%, 75%, 90%, or 100% of, of any of those videos. So that's nice. Obviously, the more of the video they watched, the more engaged they were, uh, but the smaller the audience, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So when you're in the ads manager and you're creating this new ad under custom audience, it will have like a drop down and it'll say video, like watch this video or like how do you, where is that located? It, so in the ads manager and there's, um, there's going to be, people will be able to get a guide at the end of this. So I just wanted to say that since everyone, since there's a lot of visualization yeah. happening. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. You're going to get a PDF at the end of this if you would like the visual, um, like with all the arrows and all that good stuff. Um, in the ads manager, there are, like a Facebook ad has three chunks to it. So this is anatomy of a Facebook ad. Uh, Perfect. Yes. So there's the objective, like what's the marketing objective? Are you trying to get page likes? Are you trying to get video views? Are you trying to get traffic? And that kind of determines the shape of the ad. Like you'll notice that some ads have buttons on them and then maybe other ads don't. That's determined by the objective. Then you have what's called the ad set. Uh, the ad set is where all the magic happens in my opinion. Um, it is, uh, it's where we're determining the audience. So in this, what we're talking about right now, custom audiences, you would set your audience here. You would also set in the ad set, you set your budget uh, and you set your placements. So you can determine like, oh, I only want this to be on Instagram. Um, uh, for those who want to run Instagram ads, Instagram ads are run through the Facebook ad manager since Facebook owns Instagram. Um, you can also run like, okay, I want to run only on the right column um, when people are on the desktop. So you can specify location. And then you have the ad itself. And the ad itself is your photo or your video and your copy. Uh, so that's, some people think that it's only, uh, it's only the photo, video, and the copy that's happening, but that's actually a small piece of the puzzle of uh, Facebook ad success. Most of it is happening in the ad set, and the ad set is what gets jumped over when people are boosting a post, to kind of go back to that point, right? They're just like, uh, whatever, I'm gonna target everybody, ah! you know. So ad set is where you get really strategic, and that's where you'll find uh, the custom audiences. Got it. Okay. So we've talked about these warm audience, one being your email subscribers, uh, two being retargeted people who maybe watch a video. How about lookalike audiences or lookalike lists? Can you define that and what is the purpose? Yeah. So the audiences that we've talked about so far are people that, uh, especially with subscribers, they are really warm, right? They've already opted in. They are already following what you're doing. It's not going to be a surprise when you're in their newsfeed with some sort of sponsored post. Facebook has a technology where you can create a lookalike audience. So you can take a custom audience that you have created and you can say to Facebook, hey, take the people in this audience, take the data points that you have of this audience, and create for me, uh, create for me an audience that behaves or has the data points most similar to this audience, right? What are those data points? Well, you know, we know Facebook has all kinds of data points about us. You know, what we clicked on, what we watched, 
Um, I think another great way to explain it is, I don't know, Karen, if you've ever been on a website where you'll go to uh, log in, right? You'll have like uh, enter your username and password and then it says, or log in with Facebook. Mm-hmm. And in that moment for me personally, I know it's just, it's just too big of an ask. It's like this tremendous thing to have to put in my username. So I just click. <laughs> I know, I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, screw it. Sign me in with Facebook. Right, you're in decision fatigue. It's just like, whatever, that's fewer buttons to press. So you log in with Facebook. So Facebook is collecting that, whatever that website was and the way you're behaving and all of that. Um, it's kind of collecting that. Also, just adding to a repository of data points, like nothing necessarily malicious. Um, but just adding to the, you know, you've got thousands and thousands of data points on your Facebook profile. I think a lot of people don't realize that. So a really good use of lookalike audience, let's, okay, let's create an action step from this. If you've uploaded your email subscriber list, so this, so this example would be, okay, we wanna get more podcast subscribers for Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, right? Um, upload your subscriber list and then create a lookalike audience. Uh, you can do 1% all the way up to 10%. And it's going to give you um, all of the people in the, like it's going to give you the 1% or whatever percent you decide of people in the country that have the data points most like your subscriber lists data points. Um, and that's really valuable, especially when you've got something like that, where it's like, you can't really target, like, you know what I mean? Like the, the HWS community, like they don't necessarily like CrossFit or like Lululemon or, you know, live near Miami, right? It's, it's this whole community of people. Um, so with the lookalike list, you are getting in front of or the lookalike audience. You're getting in front of people that it, it, it's a cold audience technically, right? Because they may not have seen you before. They probably haven't seen you before, but their data points are very, very similar to the people that are already on your list, know you and love you. So it's, you know, you're much more likely to find, um, physical therapists or academics or, you know what I mean? Like those kind of people. Um, if you use lookalike audiences. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what you're doing is you're taking your existed, existing audiences and taking those data points and then Facebook magically, of course, through a lot of computation, um, mm -hmm. finds audiences that they feel would be most likely to be receptive to what you're putting out there. Right. Right? Okay. Yep. So how you would usually um, do it, you could do this in a number of ways. So when you do that, so let's continue with this example, right? Um, when you do even the 1% lookalike, which is the smallest lookalike audience, it's going to be 1% lookalike in the United States. So that's going to be an audience of about 2.5 million people. For some, that's, that's like, holy crap, that's a lot of people, right? And so you might want to... Um, pull that down a little bit more or let's take for example let's say someone listening to this is a local business they clearly do not need that so then my recommendation is that on top of that lookalike list then you can put in some geographical boundaries um, or let's say you know you work specifically with women you work specifically with you know you're more something more gerontological then you're gonna work with people that are 50 and up then you can add those boundaries there to get a little bit more specific um, when you do look alike, it's just going to give you that 1% um, of the whole country audience. Uh, so you a might lot of people. Yeah, you can whittle it yeah. down more from there. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that, that is a lot of people. And on that note, we're going to take a quick 30-second break to hear from our sponsor, Health IQ. 
Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people like runners, cyclists, strength trainers, and more. Like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. These savings are exclusive to Health IQ, and you must qualify to get the special rate. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash HWS. So let's say, here's another um, interesting audience tip. How do you get back in front of people who visited your page or have read your content? So not necessarily watched a video, but let's say um, I put out uh, today, we're talking about Facebook ads on the podcast, and it is uh, just a, a picture and some copy. And it got in front of people. Maybe they liked it. Maybe they commented on it. So how can I get back to those people? Yeah, this is like, this is the stalker one, right? So where people, people don't realize that web pages can have um, tracking data on them. Um, it's, it's how Google Analytics works. Um, this is a magical little thing called the Facebook Pixel. And it is a little slice of code that is, um, that you can get out of the Facebook ads manager and you can put it on um, any page of your website, or you can put it on your whole website. Um, you can also, this becomes really, really popular when we get, when people get into landing pages and they get into, uh, like it's very popular in e-commerce. This is, you know, uh, when people abandon their shopping cart, right? You can put the Facebook pixel on the checkout page and then you can put the Facebook pixel on the thank you page. And then you will be able to, you can not only see, uh, you can not only create an audience of people that visited a page, you can also create an audience of people who visited one page but not another. So very, very common in e-commerce, uh, you can retarget people who got to the shopping cart page but did not get to the thank you page, which implies that they did not complete the transaction. Right. Got it. So let's say you're putting together an online summit or an in-person summit. Let's say the help or the women in PT summit. Mm. And I can put a pixel onto that checkout page and onto the thank you page. And I can see, boy, this person put it in, but they never bought. So then when I do a Facebook ad, I then what take that pixel and it targets that specific page or so the good news is when you have the pixel on the page. You don't need to mess with the pixel code ah, anymore. It. It's so good. And, and it's really in its setup because, because computer code is scary, right? It's terrifying. Um, <laughs> is that like you can just press a button and it will copy the pixel code. And then you either put that on your web page or there's, <laughs> there's even a button in the Facebook ads manager that says email this code to your web developer. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, who knows where to, you know, like who knows where to put that? Technically, yeah. Who knows where to put that code. pixel? Yeah. Like I, I've, I've done that before. I'm like, who knows how to put this pixel? What is happening here? You know, I had yeah. to have my virtual assistant help me with it. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. I, cause I'm like, I'm afraid like I'm going to put it somewhere and then it's going to screw up the entire website somehow. Yeah. Facebook's gotten really good, especially in the last year with uh, explaining very clearly, uh, very clearly 
uh, not very queerly, uh, where to put the, where to put the pixel. And then there's also like a quick Google search, but you know, if you've got something like WordPress or maybe you use a landing page provider like lead pages mm-hmm. or funnels, like the tutorials are abundant on how to, um, on how to put the pixel on. And, um, and if you're someone that works with a web developer, the web developer is going to be really clear about where to put it into that head tracking code. Uh, yeah. so yeah. Okay, so once that pixel's on the website, you don't have to, and you go in to, to do a Facebook ad, it's going to target that person. Correct. If, yep. if, if it, but now let's say you're, I'm doing a Facebook ad, not about the Women in PT Summit, but about the podcast. So it's not going to track that person. Does it, uh, that maybe I was tracking on my checkout of the Women in PT Summit. Does that make sense? So if I have the pixel on a pay on that checkout page and on the thank you page, mm-hmm. do I have to do an ad about the Women in PT Summit in order for that pixel to be tracked on Facebook? No. Okay. So, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you have again, when you do the custom audience, it will just ask what is the URL of the page. Uh, that has the pixel on it and you just type in the URL Um, and then that audience will be created. The audience is separate from the ads. So you could boost posts, you could, uh, you could, you know, talk about something completely, totally different, unrelated. You probably wouldn't want to do that, you know, but, but that is, that is possible. It just becomes an audience. And what's great, what's different about this is the audience is getting um, updated constantly, right? As more people visit the page. Something else good to know is, uh, and this, <laughs> this uh, lends itself to like the stalkery quality, uh, is that uh, this audience is usually smaller, right? In terms of web traffic, like you're probably not going to have a truckload of people that are on the uh, checkout page. Sure. Um, so for Facebook to burn down your budget, Facebook will always use 100% of the budget that you assign to it, right? Like if you do $5 a day or if you do, you know, whatever, um, whether you get one button click or whether you get a thousand button clicks, the price is $5 a day. Um, and that's different than Google AdWords. Sometimes people, you know, it's, it's cost per click, not pay per click. Um, when you do retargeting on this, since Facebook will want to burn down your budget, it will just run the ad in front of those people again and again and again. So that's kind of good to know, you know, um, it, some people take the strategy that is, you know, kind of on the pushy side, but they will, they will just keep the ad running until people either buy or say, you know, click and say, make this ad go away, please. I don't want to see that. I've seen this thing 30 times. I don't want to see it anymore. Um, you know, it's up to, it's up to you if you want to be that aggressive or, you know, as the, as the advertiser, if you want to be that aggressive, but if you keep it running, it will just, um, once it cycles through all the people, then it will just start to run again and again. You know what I mean? Because you're paying, Got you're it. paying for it by day. Got it. I can- do see a lot of ads. Like it's the same ad. Mm-hmm. I see it like twice a day, three times a day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. Yep. So you're seeing that because it, however the budget is, right, they're paying and you're in some sort of uh, captured audience that is either small or their budget is very big. Either way, right, they're paying, 
because of what they're paying, they're able to get in front of you again and again and again. And, you know, when it comes to something that, you know, people just want to have repetition around, it's actually really, really effective, right? Is to kind of get people into that, into that small audience and then, you know, be able to remind them again and again and again. And again. Yeah. (laughs) Really useful if you're going to do events or again, it's called abandoned cart. It's really popular in e-commerce, right? If someone, if someone was interested enough to make it all the way to the checkout page, then it just, they just got distracted by a phone call probably or something like that. Um, So. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about, so my audience, as you know, are health and wellness, some entrepreneurs, physical therapists. So how do we decide whether to do our own online advertising versus hiring a freelancer or an agency or someone like yourself to do it for us? Yeah, I think it comes down to just how much time you want to be spending on it, right? Uh, If you're someone who um, you've opened a clinic recently and you're, you're starting out and you're super excited, but your schedule is only a third full, um, and you want to get your hands dirty and learning this stuff, then it's totally something that you can, you can start to get the hang of yourself and kind of see what works and what doesn't. I also think the advantage of just being aware of it is that everyone's business is unique. Everyone's business is different. Um, and you will begin to learn the quirks and idiosyncrasies of your advertising audiences over time. Um, if you're someone that has a brick and mortar that has, you know, maybe multiple locations or your time really needs to be spent in the, in the clinic room or, you know, on other areas of your business, then it's becoming increasingly popular to, um, to have a freelancer or a contractor, um, run this, uh, advertising machine for you and then just kind of give the reporting to you. The advantage to that is that you can kind of be on a high level vision and strategy, but you've got someone who's in the weeds, pressing all the buttons, tweaking everything, doing everything for you. The other nice advantage to that is Ads can suddenly increase in price or decrease in price, you know, just kind of based on what's going on. So the advantage to having someone else in the picture is that they'll be able to watch, you know, what's happening day to day and week to week and say like, hey, this ad was getting a great price and was getting great results two weeks ago. And we've kind of burned down through some of this audience. And now, you know, right now it's not, you know, it's not really the deal that it was. And I'm going to recommend we pause that or we look at a different audience or, you know, things like that. Um, so it just kind of goes down to how, um, how much you want to get your hands dirty. Um, and I also think it comes down to how much advertising you anticipate doing, right? Like if you've got your hands in five or six or seven different things that could all use more traffic and more interest than having one person who can wrap their head around all those brands for you and be running them, um, could be really, really helpful right? If you have, uh, if you started your website last week and you've got 12 people on your email list, then, you know, if it's something you're interested in, then maybe you, you take the DIY route, uh, for a while. Right. I think it just comes back to time and availability. Okay. I think that's fair. And now we've got a a couple more minutes here, but I do want to touch on using Facebook live Mm. and how Facebook live can help drive that traffic and, and, uh, using Facebook Live, I guess, as 
as a paid advertisement or as paid traffic. So yeah. how does that work? Or did I just make that up and it's not? <laughs> you, you can run a Facebook Live <laughs> as an advertisement. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. So um, you have probably noticed when sometimes when people go live on Facebook Live, you receive uh, like a push notification or sometimes, you know, you, rather than someone commenting on your status or whatever, like it's, it's an announcement just that someone's going live. Facebook gives the highest priority to uh, Facebook Live. So we talked earlier about, you know, photos being more popular than just, you know, plain statuses, videos being more popular than photos. Live video is kind of the, it's going to give you the most engagement, specifically while you are live. While you are live, you're, you're getting all this extra, again, it's brownie points, you're getting, you know, all of this stuff, you're getting in front of a lot of people. Um, then when the post is complete, you can take that post and you can, again, boost it or run it as a Facebook ad, and you're just pointing to that post. Um, uh, an important consideration if someone's doing that uh, is to make sure, uh, this applies to video in general, uh, is that there isn't a, like background music or, you know, someone's got Pandora playing in the lobby. That's kind of an unfortunate uh, reason to have your uh, ad not run for copyright infringement. That's speaking from experience. That's uh, not fun. <laughs> no, that's a whoopsie. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> But it, um, because it's live, the other, the other nice thing is, you know, whatever ad format you decide to do, it'll say, you know, Dr. Karen Litzy was live. And that just feels like a post. I really think that the ads that do best are the ads that feel like regular posts. When people are starting to do all these extra fancy buttons or these carousels and things like that, you know, carousels are nice, but people can see pretty much at a glance. In a split second, they know, oh, that's an advertisement, right? And they'll often scroll right past. Um, so Facebook Live is a really great way to, to get in front of people uh, for that reason. And... Um, yeah, I think that if it's if it's something that you you know if you're interested in getting more traffic or just kind of you know learning the lay of the land, Facebook is only going to give it more priority as as time goes on. Right, so, and you you had had a good example of how you used Facebook Live to kind of take an online launch offline, which is a lot of what my audience does. Right, so if you're a PT or you're a health or fitness or yoga Pilates, we're not not too many of us are doing that online. A lot of us are working with real people in front of us. Mm -hmm. And could you just kind of give the audience a little glimpse into that case study or whatever you want to call it um, as to what you did to make some sales and how that worked? Yeah, totally. Um, the the case study that you're referring to, so in a nutshell, we spent, with a client of mine, we spent $330 in Facebook ads. Uh, this was a yoga studio um, that has four locations. And from that, we generated $58,100 in sales, which is, uh, which is a great return. It's like very sexy, sexy, like marketing consultant return, like 5,000% return or whatever that is, right? So what essentially happened is we we used the live video as the as the fulcrum for uh, what was essentially a, a flash sale or a promotion, 
right? We did some email marketing on the front end telling people, hey, we're going to have this live yoga class and you know, you should really show up live while we're live. We're going to have a coupon code in the status and we'll have a link and you can click through and you can get, uh, the, it, the pass was to uh, have a five month unlimited package for $350. Um, so about $70 a month and people by talking about it beforehand in the studio, in the brick and mortar, there was already buzz. People were, um, <laughs> my client told me someone took the day off work cause they were like so excited. Right. So there was all this buzz building. Um, people were knocking down the door. They were replying back. Hey, um, I might be in a work meeting. Can I buy this pass now? I want that. I really want this pass. Can I buy it? Can I, can I, can you like let me in the back door? What a great problem to have if you're doing a promotion, right? So building all this buzz, building all this buzz. The business also connected with, you know, the people that are just fanatic about the yoga studio and, you know, and asked, hey, um, uh, if you're available, we'd love to have you at the class, but even if you're not available, um, could you comment on the video or would you consider sharing the video? Maybe you know someone who might also be interested in the past. Uh, so that what happened there is it was creating, there was a lot of engagement that was happening, right, um, on the video. Uh, then after the live video was done, an email went out to the list saying, Hey, here's the live video. It was just completed. Like grab the pass here while supplies last. And then we also ran it as a Facebook ad. And since the post already had all of this engagement and all of this excitement on it, like we had tremendous results in terms of how many people we got in front of right? Facebook ads will always give you a range um, of how many people you're going to get in front of. And the factor on that is how, how much people engage with that ad, whether it's, you know, they watch the whole video or lots and lots of people like it or comment it or on it or react to it. That's what's going to determine how, how many people you're going to get in front of on that range. So we were getting definitely the top end of the range and, uh, and people were, people were scooping up the passes. A lot of people had not heard about the package. Uh, again, going back to email subscribers, we had emailed them like seven times and yet they still not, did not notice uh -huh. happening. Uh -huh. Right. But through this Facebook thing, then they, because we targeted email subscribers in the ad, um, then they were like, Oh my gosh, how did I not hear about this deal? Like we emailed you seven times. Yeah, right, right. But, right. But still it, it got the job done. So that was, um, that was uh, a really surprising, exciting result um, that we got from that. And uh, I want to be clear that it wasn't like we turned a light switch on and then suddenly we got this tremendous return. Um, but it was cool to just like the like the Facebook Live was a novelty for this this offline business, right? For this brick and mortar business that's used to seeing promotions because of like posters in the bathroom mm -hmm. or, you know, different stuff like that. It was just something cool and different and interactive. And it was uh, it was a reason to be newsworthy. And then also now the business, because all these people watched some of the video, even if it was just to like to figure out what the heck was happening, now the business has all these people as video views for future, like if they want to talk about, you know, anything they want, like, hey, we've got this coming up, like, hey, come to this workshop, hey, all that stuff. Right. So and they can retarget those video views in a, in a new ad. Yep. And they can get in front of people that they know will actually read 
what um, is being posted. Right, so. right. Very smart. Okay, so is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure that the audience knows? I did get some breaking news um, about Facebook. Uh, it's just happened um, that I want um, I want to tell you and also tell and the audience. Um, so this is Facebook is this is, is another reason to maybe consider a freelancer is that Facebook is changing every five seconds. You probably mm-hmm. noticed yes, that, yes. right? So yeah. it's kind of like for some people, it's worth it just to pay someone else to keep up with everything and say, "Hey, you actually can't do this anymore. You can do that." Um, so the latest is you can no longer fish for engagement. So what does that if, mean? So if someone says, so let's say you say, um, uh, um, our latest podcast with Nick was amazing, like this status, or like comment with your favorite, uh, favorite flavor of ice cream, um, Facebook will actually demote um, your post if you do a call to action that is uh, for engagement, that is fairly recent. Uh, and you know, people, of, people often uh, post that even you know, innocently to just say like, Hey, you know, what's your comment with your favorite quote or something? Or it's like, like how, you know, comment with your favorite GIF or your fa- GIF, GIF. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how to say it. that. I say word. GIF. I don't know. Who the hell knows? <laughs> I say um, GIF. That's, that's probably the best way to do it. So if you're saying, if I go on and say, hey, you know, how did we meet? Comment in the section below. Leave a comment. They're going to demote that so less people will be able to see it in their timelines. Right. Got it. It just came out recently, but it's really good to know um, if you're, like, if someone's going to do, uh, uh, if someone's going to pay to advertise on Facebook, uh, you know, uh, it's 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 good to know that information. It's just kind of good to know all of the different reasons that people or that Facebook will, you know, kind of give you a ding and uh-huh. give you less reach. Right? Yeah, and I also heard that, let's say, so for instance, I'm saying, hey, this episode with Nick is so awesome. Uh, you can listen to it here. And I put the link in the post. I heard that they'll also demote that and you're better off putting the link to listen in a comment section and not in the post. You can do that. Um, it's, I have heard both sides of the coin on okay. that one. What I've also heard is that you will get a little bit of demotion if you do not use the full link. Um, so for example, I will use Bitly links a lot. Um, and you know, it, it, it's difficult to say without testing ourselves, right. That you'll get a little bit of demotion from that. So I've heard that that will get demoted. I personally have not experienced demotion from using uh, bit.ly links instead of the full links. Um, but that's certainly a way to, you know, to say link in the comments. That's, um, that's a way to just keep your copy nice and clean mm-hmm. right? in terms of that mm-hmm. specific post. Um, yeah. Another one is, uh, the 20% text rule. I think that's a core one that a lot of people should know about. If you do any kind of ad, um, whether it's an image or it's the screenshot of the video, that needs to have less than 20% text on it. Otherwise, you will start to get dinged um, and get less reach. And uh, and there's uh, uh, it's in the um, PDF that people can take away from this, but uh, there's, uh, there's a great little page um, that you can click on where you can upload any screenshot or any image, and it's just going to tell you how much text is on it, right? Um, or what Facebook sees. Yeah, very cool. Mm. Okay, 
Anything else? We're done with breaking. I, that's all the breaking news. Yes. I'm okay. sorry. That was, that was, I'd be terrible as a newscaster because that no, was- No, no, no. That was great. I was like, did this happen right now while we were talking? That's amazing. Um, okay. So one more question. It's a question that I ask everyone. And that is, given where you are in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to yourself as a new grad from college? The advice I would give myself is to- Trust in your ability to learn new skills and trust in your ability to, to add value to people. Um, for me personally, I did a bachelor's and a master's in music performance. And uh, by the end of my master's, what I was clear on is that I did not want to pursue music performance. <laughs> and it, it kind of felt like everything was crashing down because, um, because I didn't have any skills. I didn't have... You know what I mean? I just, I, I didn't really know what to do, um, but I knew how to, um, I knew how to figure out what people needed help with and then give that to them. And, and that ended up becoming one of my most valuable skills, right? It's kind of, you know, in a sense, it's what I'm doing now, right? I'm the guy that tries to pull up the curtain so that you can shine. Um, so to just have, to have confidence in that and that there are, yeah, there are skills like, uh, you know, engineering and, you know, all that stuff. But then there's also just the ability to listen to people and listen for what they want and need and then uh, make things happen to give it to them. And that that is a really important lucrative skill in any and every industry. And if you have that, then then you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's lovely advice. And now you talked about uh, PDFs. So you have a free gift for the listeners. And so if you want to talk a little bit about that and then where we can find you and then we'll wrap things up. Amazing. Um, yeah, we just talked a lot about, you know, what buttons to press and, you know, where this is and that is. And everyone's like, oh my God, I, I didn't catch any of that. Right, and so, I'm in my car. How can I put <laughs> this down? <laughs> yeah, I'm commuting. Uh, so I created, uh, I created a guide. It's called the Quick Start Facebook Ad Setup Guide for Service Providers and Business Owners. And it is a PDF download where you're going to get some nice little screenshot walkthroughs on how to, um, how to set up all of the custom audiences that we talked about today, as well as just like a total introduction. You know, if you've never even touched the Facebook ads manager with a 10 foot pole, this guide is for you. And you can scoop that up at, uh, nickwolney.com slash Karen. That's N-I-C-K-W-O-L-N-Y.com slash Karen. And uh, for more information, you can just find me on that website, nickwolney.com. That's my name. Awesome. And just so everyone knows, we will have the links to this in the show notes under this uh, episode at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So one click will take you right to all this wonderful information that I am sure about 95% of you, if not more, really, really would love to know. So Nick, I want to thank you so much. I took like five pages of notes today. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this great info. Oh, amazing. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you got as much out of this episode as I did. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. So a huge thanks to Nick Wolney for giving us a great education on Facebook ads. And of course, a big thank you 
to our sponsor for today's episode, Health IQ. So again, Health IQ uses science and data to lower rates for, on life insurance for health-conscious people. They can save you between 4 and 33% on, their, on your life insurance, and 70% of their exclusive rate clients get approved at the top rate class. So if you want to see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash HWS. So a huge thanks to Health IQ for sponsoring the podcast. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.